This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, February 21st. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Ag Climate Coalition and Farm Bill. Food industry on what's healthy. New Ukraine tension for U.S. and China. Ahead this week, Ag Climate Coalition makes Farm Bill asks. Congress is not in session this week. But the House and Senate committees will get some new marching orders from major farm and food groups when it comes to the next farm bill. The Food and Agriculture Climate Allowance tomorrow will announce its policy priorities for the farm bill. Leaders of the American Farm Bureau Federation and the National Farmers Union will be joined by representatives of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives at a news conference tomorrow. Why it matters? Well, FACA has proved influential in getting the Biden administration and the last Congress to address its proposals for increased conservation funding and a series of pilot projects that will test potential markets for climate-smart commodities. In the meantime, USDA will hold its annual Ag Outlook Conference in Arlington, Virginia. Chief Economist Seth Meyer kicks off the conference with his annual forecast of commodity markets. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will then give his annual address and moderate a panel focused on labor issues. Across the country, AgriPulse will be covering the Family Farm Alliance annual meeting in Reno, Nevada. The Alliance is an organization of Western farms that rely on irrigation. Food Industry Association chimes in on what's healthy. Fewer than 5% of the entire food supply would qualify for Food and Drug Administration proposed healthy labeling requirements, that according to estimates by the Food Industry Association. FMI submitted comments on FDA's proposed rule to update the definition of the term healthy when used as a nutrient content claim on labeling. Although supportive of FDA's attempt to update what should qualify as healthy, the group's comments say the proposed revisions result in an, quote, overly restrictive definition that could actually allow very few foods to qualify. It also may even encourage consumers to avoid certain foods, such as yogurts or whole grain breads, that are otherwise part of a healthy eating pattern. The industry's comments note that some of its members have found that their portfolios have gone from 80 to 80, 80 to 95 percent healthy eligible foods to only 3 to 7 percent healthy eligible foods under the proposed rule. FMI Chief Public Policy Officer Jennifer Hatcher urging FDA to consider more flexible criteria that takes into account the wide variety of foods that are considered healthy in alignment with the dietary guidelines for Americans. A definition that only allows an exceedingly small number of foods to bear a healthy claim would be counterproductive to the agency's goal of improving public health, Hatcher says. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. 
Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ukraine adds new tension to U.S.-China relationship. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken warned of serious consequences for China if it begins providing lethal support, weapons, or ammunition to Russia for its war against Ukraine, adding tension to the U.S.-China relationship after the U.S. shot down what it says was a Chinese spy balloon. The Biden administration is, quote, very concerned that China is considering supporting Russia's war effort in Ukraine with legal assistance, Blinken said during a press conference Monday in Ankara, Turkey. It's something that we're watching very, very closely. He added, I'm not going to lay out what the consequences would be. I shared these concerns directly with the senior Chinese foreign policy official, Wang Yi, when I saw him at the Munich Security Conference just the other day. But I think China understands what's at risk were it to proceed with providing material support of that kind to Russia. Why it's important to U.S. ag? Well, China is the largest foreign market for U.S. agriculture exports, exports, despite the fact that Trump-era tariffs are still in place, and American farm groups are hoping that trade will expand even further, despite mounting non-ag tensions. U.S. exported about $38 billion of agriculture commodities to China in calendar year 2022. That's up 16% from the $32.8 billion in 2021. A call for more Farm Bill conservation opportunities. Former Senators and Co-Chairs of the Bipartisan Policy Center's Farm and Forest Carbon Solutions Task Force, Heidi Heitkamp and Saxby Chambliss, well, they're pushing Congress to make it easier for farmers to expand their conservation practices in the next Farm Bill. Heitkamp and Chambliss are sending a letter today to Senate and House Ag Committee chairs, ranking members with specific policy recommendations to address gaps in conservation, forestry, and innovative programs and provide an opportunity to authorize and implement strategic changes at USDA that enable more farmers and forest landowners to engage in conservation and resilient solutions without replacing core Farm Bill programs. Some recommendations include streamlining the key processes at USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, such as allowing certification of third-party technical service providers. Another includes authorizing USDA's Forest Service to provide loan and loan guarantee financing for nursery infrastructure, seed collection and storage, as well as technical assistance to state and tribal nurseries. Iowa Livestock Company Managers Sentenced for Fraud An Iowa Livestock Company and four high-level managers have been fined after pleading guilty to a scheme to defraud producers. By falsifying the producers' accounts of purchase, Lynch Livestock and its managers created false and fraudulent invoices to pay less than what was due and owing to those producers, the Justice Department said. Lynch family companies, known as Lynch Livestock, received five years of probation and must pay a $196,000 fine. One of the managers received six months in prison, and the rest got fines and probation. 
Between about 2018 and March 2021, Lynch Livestock's managers and employees used a crowbar or other similar object to manipulate the scales on which livestock producer swine was weighed at its buying stations, Department of Justice said. As a result, Lynch Livestock created, kept, and provided to livestock producers scale tickets that contained false information because they understand the actual weight of the swine. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, February 21st, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.